welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. I know what it's like to work in a family business. Multiple family businesses, actually. And a multi-generational business is special. They have their own set of challenges, but there are some very unique aspects that make them beautiful. Drake Busaith is part of one of the best-known multi-generational photography studios in the country. Founded by his parents and currently run day-by-day day by his boys, Busaith Photography in Salt Lake City, Utah was and is in very good hands. Always the craftsman, Drake now finds himself pursuing his own thing more and more as he helps others become better artists. With me... Uh... <laughs> It would probably get less emotional. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm kind of a cold fish. You so. cer you you certainly are cold. Uh, You're a cold dude. That's what I always think of when dude. I think of Drake. You say he is so cold. Well, <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm shy about going there. You know, about going into that uh, emotional um, zone. Probably yeah. because I'm a crier, and I you know I you I, are a crier. Yeah, I do. Come unglued. You're a cold you know, crier? Oh, yesterday I, I'm a cold, cold crier. No, I just avoid that zone that uh, because I know I'm I'm sensitive to that. And You're I'm guarded. About, I'm, I, I'm guarded against yeah. it. Yeah. Yesterday I, I teared up on uh, during my program because I mentioned my dad who passed away yeah. and a I couple know. years ago. And so I and usually I talk about him without much emotion. But it struck you. It just hit me, and I, yeah. I think, oh boy, here we go. I shouldn't have gone down that road in well, front of your, your in front of all these people. Your dad's a big deal, and you, but you should have, you know. I mean, lots of people know you guys, and it's yeah, and it's after he passed away that I realized, you know, how um, connected we really were, and how much like oh. him. You know, spoke at his funeral, so I'm I'm thinking about those um, connection those parallels in our lives and then i'm realizing more and more oh man i'm doing the same things he did and right. i'm acting the same way i right my wife says i walk the same way and i'm thinking no, wait a minute that's the one guy i never thought i was anything alike you didn't uh, think it you turns were out and, yeah. uh, you know my son the other day he said you know you're now the old block oh my goodness thought, oh man life life uh changes and what does don't the, see it coming what does the family structure look like at the business today well i have two sons that work in the business of our four kids our oldest two um ended up in the business as as hard as i tried to keep them out of it you know i you did really tried i i really wanted them to get real jobs is that right yeah. Like I, that's how you look at it. My, my deal with them growing up as teenagers, I said, as soon as you have a graduate degree, you know, then we'll talk, you know, then we could even consider the idea. But, um, <laughs> but then they, they were working there with part-time jobs mm -hmm. and going to school, which was okay with me. And then we got to this point, I got, I, I got a bad bout of cancer Yeah, and 
I, there was a year when I really couldn't work and, and the two of them had graduated. They both have econ degrees and, mm-hmm. but they didn't get that graduate degree. They didn't I, get the I masters. Wanted <laughs> because it was my fault because they, they kind of came in and saved the business. Yeah. Um, while you were sick. Yeah. Yeah. And kept things running for that year. And then, uh, and then I slowly got back in and we ended up partners. So we're equal partners in the business. And one son, Richard, is the head photographer mm-hmm. and is over all things photography. And uh, and the oldest son, Bromley, is the general manager. And mm-hmm. and he's got 12, 15 people um, to manage. And he's so good at that. He's, you know, you, you sort of need an IT yeah. person in the business. Yes, more than ever these days. And that, yeah, and you need... Um, an HR person and, mm-hmm. and he fills all, and he's head of the sales team and mm-hmm. he kind of heads up. So that's, that's very freeing for me. It's, it's, it's a real blessing for me. How was it when you were sick? Was it, was it terrifying? Uh, yeah, at first it was, it, it wasn't very long till, um, I adjusted to it. Those surprising I got sick and then I, I thought, you know, it was kind of like you get sick, you're going to get better, pretty good odds, you go through it. And then uh, in my case, the whole thing um, came back on me uh, six months later. That's what I remember. Yeah. So I remember thinking that everything was good with Drake. Yeah. I went and through then the I remember chemo thinking, and the surgery and all that. Yeah. And then you go, and then six months later it was back. So at that point... Right. You figure, okay, it's, it's 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 over. You know, I mean, that was then I had a low odds, like they said, twenty twenty percent, right. right? And so uh, at that point, you you go through some mental adjustment. What what was surprising is how my attitude was pretty upbeat about it. I thought, oh man, I'm fifty years old. I've done a lot more than I ever expected to do. Yeah, you know, I've traveled. I've I've got friends. Um, all over the country because of this profession, and I just uh, thought, yeah, I I've checked them all, all the boxes. Right. I, I'm fine. Uh, you felt pretty good about it. It, was, it will not be a tragedy. Oh, to go, you know. Yeah, I get it. It really, I really, it really felt that way, and, right. and I adjusted quickly to it. I don't know how many people that happens for. Maybe maybe that happens for for everyone. But then here's the problem. Here's what happens is <laughs> then you recover. So then I found you know, great, great doctors the second time around. Yeah. And I had set aside all my ambitions. Like I had no more ambitions because I thought because it was you had made checking out. You were, ready made to, you, were ready to, you were ready to move on. I had and then all of a sudden. Stop making you get life better. insurance premium payments. <laughs> and you and get, you're better. And, and you now, better. What, yeah. And now uh, all those, you know, all those goals that you have, uh, that, that, you know, ambition that you have was gone. So I didn't know quite where to go or what to do. I think I've still, and it's been six years since then, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm still a little bit in that state and a little bit in limbo about, um, where I want to go. But in the, in the midst of all that, the boys essentially came in, right? right. Yeah. They came in during that and they, it, they proved that they could do right. things better than me. Is that right? And they enjoyed it. Right. You know? So right. So that uh, the attitude changed for me, and and I enjoyed seeing them take over and do it. And and they're just so smart and so so much quicker you know, thinkers than I am. And they 
the um, they both have fallen into these roles in the business that are complementary. So that's that's been a really good uh, fortunate thing because I think if they were both overlapping their interests or you know responsibilities in the business, that would be tough. Mm-hmm. Working with your family is a can be challenging. Yeah, I've I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for a lot of years. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. You know, we're looking, so we're looking at the third generation now, uh, right? And your mom and dad start the business, mm-hmm. and you come in, and now your boys have come in, and they're both um, pretty well situated, and their roles are defined, right? And things are running relatively smoothly. What do you attribute the? What's the common thread, I guess, between each generation that has attributed to? a successful business in a, in a relatively, especially these days, difficult field to have a business like that. There aren't a lot of businesses on your level mm-hmm. in this industry. Um, certainly not anymore. Right. You know, the, the landscape has changed. Um, there's a lot of, there are a lot of photography businesses, but they don't look like yours. What is it about yours that has been different from the beginning? Maybe. How did it happen? Right. Uh, a couple of thoughts come to mind. One is that we set up early and, and then continued to set up systems and operate a little, think of ourselves a little more like a big business. That's, that's always been my sense is that if I, I do things as if I were a big business. No matter what. I know we're a ma and pa shop. No matter right. what, we're going to be a little a photo studio. But uh, but we are, we we think in those terms, and that means to me, um, setting up systems. You know, the the, ter- the term that you hear is be, uh, "I'm a slave to the business." Or, I, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and that just means that you have not set up systems to take care of the problems mm. for you. So all the problems come back to you. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. that so that that materializes in a few ways hiring employees you going out on a limb yeah i'm not sure how i'm going to pay this mm-hmm. these wages this year but mm-hmm. i'm going to go ahead and put in a receptionist to answer the phone mm-hmm. so that i don't have to be there or be answering the phone and and uh uh hiring assistants um is has been really important um so lots of delegation a lot really. of delegation right and and uh you know, one one system that we put into place is an employee handbook. That's something a, a business, a real business would do, right? Right, right. a real business. <laughs> yeah. And so we act, try to act right. like a real business. Right. <laughs> and then those questions get answered without having, me having to get that call or, right. or policies, you know, right. session policies. Right. Uh, what if the customer asks this? Well, mm-hmm. We have to call Drake and mm-hmm. and okay everything. Right. Um or, or is there a policy that answers that question? So right. setting up systems is kind of a broad term, but having employees uh, has been really a key to our our culture mm-hmm. um, and and allowed us to grow. Yeah, you know, you build it and they will come concept. Right. You right. go out, you 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 do you hire and spend on faith a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we've operated that. Sometimes, well, off, I, I always know that a lot of that is out of sheer laziness because I don't want to do everything. <laughs> well, that's honest. 
It is. I mean, it's, it's true. It's like, I, 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 in the old days, I don't want to mask negatives. <laughs> You know, and nowadays, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't want to call sixteen thousand images. Right. <laughs> Somebody else can do that. Yeah, and I don't want to be a shopkeeper. I don't yeah. want to be, yeah. you know, slave to have to be there to open that door at a right. certain time every day. Right. Well, and everybody has these decisions to make, right? Like, there, yeah. there's a there were one one person businesses all over the place. Yeah. doesn't mean that a script isn't valuable for you to have. It doesn't mean that you can't consider bringing an intern in to do some of the things that you don't want to do anymore, right? Yeah, right. Right. But, but you do have to um, enjoy managing or enjoy being with other people. I really like collaborating. I like the energy of other people mm. around. So that's my personality. So another key is just built, designing the business to your own personality. That's been key for us, mm. which means... Uh, I, it's not, not my personality to be in the sales room. Um, and so I hire you get sales people. Right. Yeah. Not my personality to be, you know, active on, on, in social media. So I have somebody ask, does it. Someone else does that. And, and, and a lot of that you, we can beat ourselves up about, you know, Oh, I should be doing this. You go home from convention, you got this long list of things you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, so maybe turn that list into who can I hire to do this, this, and this instead. There's another thought though. And that is that that's helped us grow the business and maybe, um, not beat ourselves up all the time. And that is, I've never considered myself an artist. I've never thought about, I'm an, I'm a true artist and I'm, I'm, and I'm, performing my art for my clients. Mm. I think that uh, of myself as a craftsman. And the reason that helps is because uh, I don't lay awake at night thinking about how I can create an original piece of art tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Uh, the ideal thing for me is, is somebody says, so what are you doing tomorrow? I, say, I, I don't know. I, I'm working. You have sessions? Yeah, I have sessions, but I don't know what they are. Um, and that frees my mind. Mm. It frees me to think about the business more. Mm. I'm not. So this whole thing about being an artist, you know, it, it, it can, it, it doesn't jive with being a business person. Yeah. Sometimes there are some big conflicts. Yeah. And, and an artist is operating in their own interest. You know, I'm just doing my own thing. I don't care what the client, I don't care what the, Judges think, I don't care what the editors think, nothing. But we're not that. That's not what portrait photographers, um, you know, working on commission Mm -hmm. or commission jobs for their clients, I mean, uh, are doing. We're we're craftsmen. And so I think that culture was established early in our business that our style is pretty predictable. Mm -hmm. It's classic. Uh, We're not reinventing all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it helps a lot not to be chasing trends. It helps to grow the business because uh, if you're if you're constantly evolving, changing, chasing trends, let's say, then your clients don't know who you are. Right. It affects your brand. Right. You guys so, have a brand where the client, your clients know what to so expect. Our brand has been stable right. and traditional, and, and and that's helped us grow. I I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think families can can trust. We're not going to embarrass them. Right. Or, right. Sure. Experiment with them too right. much. Right. So that's, that's part of it. Uh, but I think the the biggest part is just 
trying to act like business people. I bet my mom brought a lot to that to me, you know, uh, because she was not interested in being a photographer in any way. Right. Didn't ever go in the camera room. Right. Um, she thought of herself as a business person, aspired right. to that. Right. And so I'm kind of a half breed, you know, I'm, I'm You're in between, I'm in between. I got yeah. half and half, you got one, a little bit of I'm each. a con conflicted person <laughs> as but, a result. But sure. the business, the laziness wins out <laughs> the delegation part, you know, that wins. Oh man. Yeah. I, I don't think I see you the way that you see yourself. I've never thought of Drake as cold or lazy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling <laughs> you're me a learn, lot about yourself learning today. new things. <laughs> Now you worked with and for your parents for mm -hmm. a number of years. Now your boys are doing the same mm -hmm. with and for you. Right. What sort of things do you want to pass on to them from your parents? What sort of things did you learn from your mom and dad, whether directly or indirectly that you hope to instill in your boys? On a personal level or whatever or in you the got. business, whatever I got. Mm -hmm. Both, ideally. Um, from my dad, I I would like to I, I admired his uh, single mindedness and uh, and his focus, uh, and I think that serves everybody well. And he, in what I'm thinking about with him is uh, he first he was a musician. He's very single-minded about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was a professional musician and, and then he got into photography and he was, um, he, he just really, really cared about, um, about making a quality image and everything else kind of disappeared as mm -hmm. he was just focused on that. And luck, you know, thank goodness he had a, a wife who, was a business manager for right. him, but, but that single mindedness is something that I feel that I've envied and lacked at times, um, drawn here and there and more scattered, you know, in my thinking. And, um, so I, I hope that my sons find that because I think it brings you some peace in your life. Mm. If you, if you're not, uh, pulled this direction and that mm. all the time. And, um, so that's that's possibly something I'd like I'd like to see them inherit from him. Maybe mm -hmm. it skipped a generation. <laughs> Sometimes they do. It skips. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got my grandpa's hair. <laughs> I'm losing it. That's how I know. That's what they say. <laughs> uh, what about from your mama? Um, mom, ha mom is an efficient person. She really values efficiency, mm -hmm. and in. So I think she she taught me. Uh, I didn't know this would be about my parents, but it's kind of nice to talk. It's hard talk not about to be them. when I'm talking to you. Yeah, it's hard not to be. She would say, you know, uh, pick up a piece of paper once and deal with it. Get it done. Just touch that paper once. Hmm. That's a nice concept, mm -hmm. and, and I hope that they they build that into their lives so that you deal with problems once and then you move forward mm -hmm. rather than, you know, and maybe that relates to that single mindedness, single mindedness of my father that instead of, um, having your mind, uh, or st instead of being conflicted about whether, for instance, to be an artist or a business person, yeah. You know, he just chose the artist route. Yeah. He did, but yeah. luckily, you know, he had someone to to uh, <laughs> help with to the take other piece. Care of the, the other piece. Yeah. And, 
so I I hope I hope that they they can you know have both those qualities. Uh, perhaps one of them will be the efficiency expert, and one of them will you know run the the artistic let's call it artistic craftsmanship side of the business because mm-hmm. I really don't feel that we're an art studio. I think uh, that we need to to um, think of ourselves as as really fine craftsmen who can produce a product that's um, a little better each time we do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and perhaps that's, you know, Richard's mm-hmm. task in life. And he does do that. And he is naturally gifted at that. You proud of your boys? Oh, immensely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really something to look at, um, people that you've raised and realize that they've exceeded your, mm. your capabilities, you know, mm-hmm. I was, it was my job to teach them all this stuff. And, and now they're, they're teaching me things. I, I we have such a great time and all, <laughs> with all the four kids, they, they are funnier than I am. They're, <laughs> they're more interesting. They're, yeah, okay. yeah, they're, uh, they're more talented. And so I'm immensely proud to just, just go to lunch with them and just sit them and, and listen to the banter and, yeah. or watch them deal with clients. Um, yeah. So Butesafe is in, in very good hands. It really is. Moving I can, forward. Yeah, I can walk away uh, tomorrow yeah. and the business is, is uh, will, it will get better. It will improve yeah. without me. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a drag on it at yeah, this I'm point. Sure. Right. And I do walk away. I'm gone uh, well, you spring and fall for right. a, a month or two each, mm-hmm. uh, off doing my workshops in mm-hmm. Italy. So always Italy, right? Always Italy. Although we've expanded a little over the border into France, Okay, but Italy's my thing. <laughs> why is Italy your thing? I've known that about you for a long time, but I never knew why Italy. Yeah. Well, it, it may be the reason I've been able to stay in photography because I have this diversion. I have this, like it's a hobby, Mm -hmm. but it's a weird hobby because (laughs) so first of all, I lived over there when I was a kid for for a little while. And I, so I, I learned to speak Italian. So any excuse to go back and, Mm. you know, and, and, and speak the language and kind of hang out over there. I have no Italian blood, but, but I fell in love with the culture and I, I really enjoy it. So, so I, came up a long time ago, uh, 20 years ago with this idea while I was out speaking at conventions, you know, you know, the routine three days in holiday Inn <laughs> and Des Moines or whatever. Yeah. And I, it was one of those trips. I thought there's gotta be a better way. So I organized a little conference in Italy You're and, like, mm, and like, Italy would be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I spent three days there instead, you know? <laughs> So I, I just, yeah. I did with, with the help of some friends, Mike mm-hmm. Taylor and Helen Yancey. Oh, we yeah. said, hey, let's do a little conference in Italy. And, and 45 people showed up yep. the first time, you know. Yep. And that was, that was before, you know, websites or even email. We were handing out flyers. Right. You know. But, That's how we did things back then. Yeah. Flyers. Flyers. Like, <laughs> pieces flyer. of paper with information on them. Right. <laughs> and that's how you knew about it. <laughs> Anyway, that more, that, I just kept doing it. It was, it was kind of a hobby at first and then uh, pretending to be a business. <laughs> right. But right. I, I uh, kept doing it and, and it evolved. It changed. Now we, we go, it's a landscape and fine art 
workshop. It's a retreat for photographers that just want to be artists. You know, get away and be an artist. That's really hard for professionals to do. You know, to to actually work for yourself. If if right, and that's the challenge over there. You know, getting overseas sort of is one way to help you separate yourself from that business. But even then, you still got the judges over your shoulder mm. telling you what to shoot. Right. You know, and you've got this expectation. Maybe you'll right. sell work in galleries. What will what will the public want to see? Yes. And so you're all caught up with beauty. Uh-huh. And, you know, the principles that PPA has taught you. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard um, for people to say, if no one ever saw these images but me, what, then what would I do? Right. Because they don't know. We, right. we, I'm saying we as professionals. We think, don't think that way very often. We don't. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that we're craftsmen in, in most of our life mm-hmm. and not true maverick, you know, solo artists. Right. And, I know that we all manage to break loose and create our own art at times on our own. And, and uh, it's just when you get caught up in the business and you're doing it every day and at conventions all the time, then then you uh, you lose track of that sometimes. And so going to Italy is, is a way for people to come and um, reconnect with that. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But watching you talk about what you're doing with Italy and in Italy and the reasons behind it and really how much it means to you. Like I can see it in, yeah. your, in your face, yeah. in your body language. It sounds to me like it's the result of ambition. <laughs> yeah. That's just, probably the f- I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I think that's the first place that I'm finding ambition again is... Yeah is in that desire to find my own um, art. Uh, and Italy represents that. I yes. mean, I can do it in my backyard, of course, but uh, yeah, something about getting away helps me. Right. But I am, that's my ambition now. You, you're right about that. I, I'm just that throwing it out there because I see it. It's to create uh, personal art. Yeah. Whether it ever gets shown or published or seen or sold. Mm doesn't much matter anymore it's uh, it's just uh, this desire to to uh, find it find out what it is that is purely me you know and and images that are purely me and uh, well I am also struck by the, your desire the, to help other people do the yeah, same thing for you're, themselves you're right about that man you're good well you see you see right it's, in, into my soul, man. It's, it's written on your forehead. It's almost written in marker on your forehead when you're talking about it. Showing people around and helping them, you know, have these discoveries, have these great moments mm-hmm. um, just sends me. I, you know, I have friends that say, why in the world do you do that? Why don't you just go travel alone? You know, why do you want to travel with 12 people? Mm-hmm. But there is something about seeing things through other people's eyes, especially if they're seeing them for the first time or mm-hmm. if they're having a discovery or uh, even if they're sitting there having a, a meal, you know, we were last time we were there, we we're ha- sitting there having pizza made by this family at their home and they're, and overlooking the Mediterranean. Their people are just, just full of joy mm. in, in this experience. And it had nothing to do with, photography but mm. i experienced a real high that 
evening, you know, that, that, and I thought, why, why am I, I've had pizza before, you know, <laughs> but this is, it was, it was watching them eat the pizza. I was getting more joy out of it. I've had pizza before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, those moments and, and then photographically it's, it's, it's satisfying too, but I think just the travel part of it really appeals to me and, and showing people behind the scenes in Italy. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that. I love, I love it when someone comes over and they've been there before and they did the Rome, Florence, Venice mm-hmm. thing. And now they're there and we're in a little, you know, little village that mm-hmm. no one's ever heard of. And, yeah. and they have that experience and they light up over it. And, and I feel like I, I, I helped, I, I, you know, I facilitated that. You don't know this maybe here. exactly, but you're talking about me right now. Yeah. Well, about what I hope will be me soon in that I've been to Italy a couple times to the big places, mm-hmm. um, loved it. And I'm going back in April with you right. in this group that we're in XXV. And I told Vicky, the reason that I really want to go is because this is, this is really Drake's trip. And I, I want to go to Italy with Drake. <laughs> like I, I want to nice. I, I, that's true. Like I want to be there under your guidance to some degree. Right and ask you questions and have you there to kind of show me this and show me that and, and everybody else too. But that's like the big, um, incentive for me. You know, everybody in this group is great, but this is your trip and I'm fired up to go to Italy with Drake Busey. <laughs> well, that, that thrills me. It's true. Yeah, it's that, true. I, I love that. You know, maybe that's maybe, you know, growing up in the family business and working with your parents, you, mm. you really have to, establish your own thing somewhere yeah and and that's it for me that's that's been my handle yeah i i i started a second studio in another city yeah. as a way to do that yeah. establish myself right but, but it still it still wasn't completely me and italy is has been my thing well it's an interesting thing that you bring up because i i grew up working with my dad mm-hmm. and his company and it was all you know everybody knew my dad and I was always my father's son. And then I get married and my wife starts a company. And then I was my wife's husband. Right. Yeah. You know, and my brother knew a lot of people and a lot of times, oh, you're, you're Kip's brother. And that's, that was all true. And to, for the most part, I was fine with that. But it is intriguing when you, when you can do something and you feel as though this is mine. I'm right. not in my dad's yeah. shadow or my wife's shadow or my brother's shadow. Like this is this is mine. They didn't do any of this. This was me. And I feel like Italy is certainly that for you. You know, when you, when you talk about your Italy workshops, everything on your face changes. <laughs> it really does. And I think you really enjoy seeing those light bulbs go off for people mm-hmm. when they're over there and you're in that environment and, and so much gets stripped away mm-hmm. of what life is like here um, normally for all of us. Right. And when you're over there and all of that is gone and it's so much easier maybe for people in that environment to see things clearly regarding becoming an artist as opposed to being a craftsman. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep, it is. I it does. And I, I and it is my thing. I've always envied photographers who start their own business in a way. I mean, I've 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 felt sorry for them because they have to go through that. Cuz it's hard, right? The, the inventing it, well, com- building it from scratch. Right. I never had to do that. Right. 
But on the other hand, I've always uh, thought, yeah, this is your thing. You right. you built this out of nothing. Right. And I'll stand there and talk to them. They're asking me how to be successful, and, and I'm envying them um, uh, for the journey that they've taken for, right. you know, and, and not envying them so much. I, sh- I should say I'm admiring them. Yeah for having built something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do get, I think I get uh, that kind of satisfaction from the workshops, for sure. Is that a big part of what's what your future is the next five, 10 years? I think it is. It, it's my um, exit door from the <laughs> portrait business. However, I, I have built this exit door, but I won't, I don't know how to go through it. <laughs> I can't step is. out of it, you know. There it is. Right. Uh, yeah. So I go, well, I do. I go out and then so I come back come in. in a go, bit. I'm right standing in the doorway like there's an earthquake or something. <laughs> but but I, because I, guys, I, I know that my future will, I'll still want to go in the studio with yeah. people. Yeah. And I'll photograph uh, black and white. Right. And, and it'll be in studio. And I will enjoy that. And I'll always enjoy mm-hmm. it. And I've, I will try to put my, a stamp on it that's real more personal right. than I've done in building our business. And I'll try to not get in the way of, you know, the craftsmanship and the business, let it so that, so that my sons are successful. Mm-hmm. I'll just do that privately. And then I will do uh, as much traveling, you know, I, I'm not built for being on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. So I won't ever build an empire uh, over right. in Italy. <laughs> You know, the, right. the, the, the bus tours, there'll never be a Rick Steves, you know. Right, but, right. Uh, but I will continue to do it, and that'll yeah, let me do my thing. As long as I can keep, you know, keep, as long as he let me on the plane, as I, or, no, it's not getting on the plane and getting off. It's getting up and down the stairs in Italy. The as long steps. as I can do that. Right, right. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll keep heading over there. Are there are some steps in Italy. That's true. Italy is built of stairs, yeah. Full, full of steps. It is. It's all steps. Where do people go to find information about those workshops? I know we didn't talk about that, but or that we didn't That's, talk about talking about it, but where, yeah, where do people go? You can find the website, italyworkshops.com. Oh. Pretty easy. <laughs> it's not too hard to remember. Or they can look up how to have a great time with a camera in Italy yeah. with Drake Busey. There you go. And they'll find me. Thanks for doing this with me today. You said Thanks you were, for having you me. You said you're a little nervous, and that, I made, was nervous that made me nervous. <laughs> and a little, and very honored that you'd ask. Oh, of course, you've been on my list for 15 months. Oh, I nice finally, to know. Finally, cornered you here at Imaging USA uh, in Atlanta, 2019. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks.